0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. Are you feeling blue today? It's the third Monday in January, also known as Blue Monday. Now, I've got to come clean. There's no real science behind the gloomy title. It actually came about as a gimmick to market winter vacations. But even though you could call it fake news, there are some real issues behind this concept of a Blue Monday. And they are debt, low mood, and few daylight hours, and those few daylight hours really could have an impact on your mental state of mind. And today, on top of all of that, even though the skies are blue and beautiful, it is bone chillingly cold. So I'd like to hear from you, uh, talk about whether you get the winter blues, the January blues, uh, what you do to deal with it, any of your thoughts on this, especially if maybe you just can't pick up and go to a sunny place to get away from it all. And right now we're going to Dr. Oren Amate and Dr. Kati Kamkar. Thanks both for joining us. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon, and thank you very much for for having me. Okay, you're very welcome. So, uh, Dr. Kamkar, let's start with you. Uh, What do you see in the winter months? And uh, you are at CAMH, so I'm also wondering, you know, what about people who already have some issues with mental health? Do they get worse?
2: Well, I think that, uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me, and um, these are all very important questions. Um, you know, there is no scientific basis for why the third Monday in January has been deemed a Blue Monday. Um, and as you mentioned, it just um, um, was initiated in regards to marketing and traveling, and, you know, you mentioned a good point in terms of it is so, so very cold, and, um, of course, we all want to turn to places where it's much warmer. But the thing is that the reason um, it has caught a lot of uh, public attention is that we do very much associate it with a lot of um, the stressors that have been mentioned. So, for example, we know the reduced daylight, uh, the nights are long and cold, um, holiday uh, bills, so financial strains, especially post-holidays, difficulties keeping up with the New Year's resolution. So a lot of those variety of stressors that we all go through that we want to keep in mind. And, of course, the emphasis is always around mental health promotion, uh, focusing on prevention, and, of course, early Intervention. Okay, Dr. Amate. Hi.
0: Hi. Uh,
2: what's your take on this? Um,
1: you see people who have problems to begin with. So, first of all, let's deal with them. Does Does this particular time of year make things worse?
0: It does, for the reasons that Dr. Kamkar mentioned. And I try my best to help people not quickly and simply try to hang their hat or hang their issues onto something that they've heard in the media. So, I mean, really, we know just blame the media. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm blaming a psychologist first, because apparently a supposed psychologist in the UK is the one who was commissioned to come up with this fraudulent formula. So we all share the blame. But, you know, the reality is that if someone believes that they are fated to something, you know, they can't help it, that this is how things are going to turn out. Well, just like placebos can help us really feel better. That type of mindset can truly bring us down. So, what we have to do is accept the realities, as Dr. Kamkar was describing, and not feel that this is a fate to complete. That you know that we have to just resign ourselves to such a fate.
1: Uh, that's true. But uh, then, on the other hand, if if uh, if you're feeling blue and you say, "Ah, it's Blue Monday, and it'll pass," does that help make it go away quickly?
2: So, I think that here we really want to. Uh, really differentiate between kind of normal food mood fluctuations that we might all go through. So the mood can be down, appetite changes, sleep changes, So variety of again the, those signs and symptoms that we can all go through. We want to differentiate those from uh, feeling down or sad most of the day nearly every day, uh, reduced interest in activities that we used to enjoy, for, again most of the day nearly every day, and of course here during winter time, uh, we can either suffer from clinical depression or also what we call from seasonal affective disorder. So SAD, so essentially also again, low energy, increased appetite, cravings for carbohydrate, increased sleep, sense of self-isolation. It can also be accompanied by suicidal ideation. Of course, as I had mentioned, we can all go through those um, uh, signs and symptoms, but it's really when those symptoms increase over time, create more distress over time, and or interfere with our functioning and day-to-day activities and responsibilities that is always important to seek professional help, but at all times, uh, self-care is very important.
1: Okay, I want to give the numbers out again because really I want to hear from people uh, whether uh, this part of the year affects their mood, what they do to cope with it, uh, and and in general. I mean, um, you know, it's, it is, especially uh, if you're older or you have maybe limited mobility, it is a lot harder to get out. You have to trudge through snow, there's ice, All of that. And uh, we know that being out in nature really lifts people's mood. Uh, I can tell you I'm extremely sensitive to cold. I wouldn't go out in this. Uh, So... uh you know, it, it's, it's limiting in that way, so I want to hear from people, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and uh, really, uh, you know, we used to hear about these treatments of, of going under a, a kind of lamp, if it is a truly seasonal affective disorder, uh, Dr. Amate, how do you get the official diagnosis of that?
0: Well, Dr. Kamkar described the symptoms that would um, characterize depression in general. And in order to have seasonal affective disorder, they'd have to show that the majority of um, the episodes that you experienced in the past two years happen at a particular time. Now, normally it is winter. Some people can get it other seasons as well. But it has to be at that time, and it can't be attributed to something else. Like, for example, people who work um, or don't work, you know, during winter times, if they find themselves, you know, not doing what they normally do, they're feeling down because they're not working, they're, you know, more lethargic, that wouldn't necessarily qualify as uh, a seasonal or other type of depressive disorder. But, you know, that's really what it is. And and the important thing is, uh, in Canada, about 3% of people will actually receive the diagnosis. But if you ask them, Far more, maybe 15, 20 or 25, depending on the survey, percent of people will say, oh, yes, I have this. And that's why I think it's really important, as Dr. Kamkar was saying earlier, to dis- or as you were saying as well, to distinguish between feeling blue, feeling down for the day, and seeing whether you are really experiencing a potentially se- you know, serious mental health issue.
1: Okay, uh, let's take a call from Maria in Whitby. Hi, Maria. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, um, go ahead. My comment
3: is basically about empty nesters. Um, a lot of parents um, forgo having children till they're older. By that, I mean in their 30s. So when children go off to college, quite often at Christmas time is the opportunity when they see their children. And I would say that empty nesters quite often feel the Blue Monday more because quite often women... Um, have either been through divorce or single parents are now dealing with being alone in a house during the cold weather. And oh. so it's a little bit of that feeling that you're isolated and you don't have family at hand to talk it out with.
1: Right. And probably uh, if you're an empty mes- nester, uh, you know, I uh I also understand that January, the beginning of January, after the holidays, is prime time for divorces. Mm-hmm. And it's just after, if your kids were visiting you, uh, it's just after they've, they've gone back away. And the thing is, you anticipate them coming back, hopefully
3: in the spring. But as everyone knows, more and more children want to go away with their friends, either to some kind of spring event or don't come back maybe till the fall and Christmas. So it's a a one-time-a-year event, and so the anticipation of a long period without family probably makes it harder.
1: Does that make it harder for you, Maria?
3: Well, I'm surrounded by friends. I make a point of being a part of my community and visiting with close friends, other women like myself. But if people don't have those friends then I could see that that would be a lot harder. And I think of people in Western Canada. I have family who are in uh, north of Edmonton, and quite often in the winter months, they don't see people until May or June. Wow. And they don't have any children at hand. And so-
1: Oh, that was something I did. Okay, sorry about that, Maria. Um, Right now, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, We'll be back with Dr. Oren Amate and Dr. Kati Kamkar. And we are talking about Blue Monday and winter blues. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio
1: back. We are talking about Blue Monday, supposedly the third Monday in January. Uh, it is a bit of uh, fake news because it was invented for marketing reasons, but there are serious things behind it because uh, this is a time of year when debt low mood, bone chilling, cold, and a lack of sunlight uh, really affects people. We're talking to Dr. Orin Amate and Dr. Kati Kamkar. And uh, just before the break, uh, we we're talking about how uh, the the divorce, I don't know if you call it the divorce rate, but people deciding to split up uh, spikes in January after the holidays, kids leave home. Do these things also contribute?
0: Oh, for sure. Um, you know as uh, the last guest was saying about you know the the holiday season having family the reality is for many people that time is not as rewarding as they would hope and every year they're almost fantasizing about something that's not going to turn out the way they expect. And so not only is it everything that she mentioned about, you know, having the family not come back or not seeing them for a while, um, but the reality is that they are dealing with the stress, the strain, the, um, you know, the broken hearts and the false or the, the missed opportunities and um, unmet expectations. Uh, so all of that can not only make you feel terrible, but it can also cause people to question, especially, you know, when they're older, going, why are we together? If we were together, for example, because we were trying to raise our children, now they're in college, now they're learning to fend for themselves, or they're not going to be as devastated by a separation, people are prone to think that way and, um, you know, to think, I need to not continue going through year after year after year of being miserable and although i applaud people uh, in doing whatever they can to seek what will reward them what will help you know bring them a, a more fulfilling and satisfying life i would hope that you know they, they, if they've spent so many years on a journey with somebody that before they just ditch that person that they might put more effort into seeing is it workable is there a way that we can make it through this terrible season try to work together and see, you know, whether it's it's doing it together, going on a vacation together or spending more time together when you're locked up in the cold uh, or in the house in the cold weather or saying, okay, you know what, we're going to take a bit of time apart uh, to work on each other healthily, separately, but, you know, work on each other so that we can continue Start and continue the rest of the year with a healthy perspective. And I think really, regardless of the season, regardless of the condition you're going through, except for in the case of endogenous depression where it's biological and there's nothing you can do about it except for, you know, seek medication, treatment, and ride it out, the fact is so much of our response to what's going on around us and within us is manageable, and we just need to help you know find the resources, get the supports, as that previous guest mentioned. If you don't have family, reach out to people. Uh, make the, as much effort as you can. We do have uh, you know, the internet. It can help us connect with others if we're not able to get to them physically. We have to take uh, more steps and put more effort into self-care.
1: Okay, uh, those are all good suggestions. Let's go to Monica in Oakville, and Monica, you have some things that help you, right? Yes, Libby. Uh,
4: First of all, I really enjoy your show. Thank you. And I had to call in today because I just, as you were speaking about the cold day, had come back home from an hour and a half hike out with my snowshoes.
1: Oh, my God, you're a brave woman. (laughs) Well, my husband and I
4: are both in our 70s, and uh, we have always thought uh, to be outdoors as much as possible from a health standpoint as well as physical activity. And um, I honestly think that, a lot of us at this age, we seem to think that the only thing that gets us out of the house is going to a doctor's appointment or a specialist's appointment or God knows what. But the fact is, you just have to be a little bit more proactive about your daily activities and about your health. And unfortunately, when most people do turn to this age, their roles tend to uh, change from being. Uh, uh, caregivers of some sort, rather than being proactive about their own health and the the way they spend their day. And uh, this is, you know, my husband and I have no children, so basically we're not in a caregiver role for that very reason. But on the other hand, we certainly make an effort to keep our own health and to get out there and uh, be proactive about uh, the weather, and a beautiful sunny day like this is not a day to be indoors. Okay, well,
1: uh, good luck to you with that. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Monica. Okay, Libby, thank you. Yeah, it's it's true. Especially as we get older, the the difference in people who keep themselves fit, whether it's outdoors or indoors, and people who don't, um, is huge. So, Doctor Kamkar, how does exercise play into this?
2: You know, I think that all the comments are uh, very much so important um, and um, especially what um, uh, Dr. Amitay really mentioned uh, in in the importance of uh, seeking care and seeking uh, support and especially very much working on our sense of self and sense of self-worth and very much developing a healthy view of ourselves. So as part of that, it's very much how can I develop my own mental health package? Self-care, as we always know throughout the year, always every day. Tremendously important that so you just mentioned exercise. Absolutely. You know, people tell me sometimes I don't have time to go to the gym or I got my membership. I wasn't even able to make it or I hate going to the gym or, or, or I don't have um, enough finances to, to cover my membership. And I tell them, I said, you need to focus and do what works for you. And it's, and it's an individualized approach. And it's about creating our own healthy lifestyle. And of course, we have to go through a lot of trials and errors and a lot of flexibility flexibility to be able to build our healthy lifestyle. And whatever that works for us also today might work for one week, might work for the next few years, or maybe it's not going to work within uh, maybe after tomorrow. Because again, our needs and our wants and the stressors and priorities also change over time. So flexibility is always important. Going back again to the importance of self-care and the mind-body connection is always important to keep in mind because health is health. Whether we're talking about physical health or mental health, health is health and exercising we have enough literature showing that even 15 20 minutes of exercise every day can be tremendously helpful Um, walking outside at 15 20 minutes a day or of course during the days where it's tremendously cold any exercise that we can do at home very, very important, can be very helpful, stretches, exercise, anything that we can do. And right now there are enough videos or YouTube that people can watch watch, and then hopefully gradually develop the motivation and gradually, of course, we always know with practice it gets easier and easier. But in addition to exercise, it's also around healthy diet and adopting regular eating schedule. Um, again, it's very important, always keeping in mind the mind-body connection, so healthy diet and also proper sleep habits and uh, Um, Of course, as uh, Dr. Uh, Amitay mentioned, the importance of uh, seeking support. It could be with loved ones, the family, friends, colleagues, or or it could be professional help. Seeking support is very important. And also avoiding the social withdrawal, social social, um, isolation. And I always tell people to set a balance. And whatever balance right now that works again can change tomorrow. So balance is really around, you know, getting the connections that we need, seeking the connections and the gatherings and seeking support, and then also the time that is needed to rest, to be alone, to recharge our batteries. So it's really around finding our own individualized um, balance approach.
1: Okay, I think that's uh, talking about taking responsibility. I I want to uh, provide a note here, and apparently Toronto Public Libraries will provide sunboxes if you ask for them, and that's the light therapy, and uh, that makes uh, a lot of people feel better. So, uh, you know, if you want to try that, you can go to the library in Toronto and ask for that, see if that works for you. And um, Dr. Amate, in 30 seconds or less, what would you like to leave us with?
0: Um, I don't want to keep repeating what, everything we've said, but it really is about um, self-care. It's really about um, being attuned to yourself and to your needs and to your condition. And as Dr. Dr. Kamkar was saying, that mind-body connection is so essential. And, you know, you don't have to be perfect in any area. Improve a little bit. And and especially the, the part about the physical activity, little stretches, squats, Thing that you can do uh, you know at any time even if you're just sitting there watching tv you can do a little bit of exercise so you know don't feel that it's a it's an, an overwhelming problem to deal with these are small steps that you can take to make yourself feel better even if it's just a bit better
1: okay thank you very much dr oren amate and dr kati kamkar thanks a lot
0: thank you, thank so, you much. so much you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one.